1: welcome into a to z sports prime time from the superbook sports studios i'm your host buck rising if you're new to the show and i'm proud as always to be presented to you by superbook sports download the superbook app plug in the promo code a2z that's a-t-o-z And they'll match your first bet up to $250, win or lose. Superbook.com is where you go. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. The best way to work out, the best way to get the best version of you is at TrueMathFitness.com. So, um, you know, I was greeted tonight by a variety of different comments. That, you know, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know that it speaks for all of you, but literally the first comment that I saw in here when I logged into the program that makes the primetime show go where Robert, welcome back, Bert, was eagerly awaiting me, Jimmy made it on YouTube. Oh, great. We get to listen to Buck rattle on about how he hates the Titans and doesn't think they'll do anything and how they're nobody like he does every night. Jimmy. Uh, one, I can't say, I can't tell you the last time we did an inherently negative show around this two, there hasn't been any reason to tell you how bad your football team sucks other than the state of the wide receiving core, which by all acknowledgement everywhere is the worst wide receiving core in the league. Three, when did you get so soft on me, Jimmy? What happened? What is this? What is this need for it to be coddled? Who hurt you? I'm sorry if you're feeling particularly sensitive of late. I'm sorry if I've offended your delicate sensibilities with a little bit of frank and honest football talk. But if you're somebody who is requiring a degree of coddling, Jimmy, then I have to tell you that you are in the wrong spot. Now, I do rattle on. I'm not going to dispute that. That is absolutely the case. I Literally, all four shows that I'm responsible for hosting are just me rattling and rambling. And you know why I keep doing it? Because they keep paying me to. I don't outwardly express any hatred for the Titans. I have told you that at times I hate watching them play. That's because they play a particularly terrible style of offense at times, and I think we can all agree upon that, which is why you wanted your offensive coordinator fired. And three, to the doesn't think they'll do anything. No, I've told you in, uh, repeatedly. I have no idea what to make of them. I have no idea what they're going to do. I have no idea what they're not going to do. Either way, you know, uh, toughen up a little bit, Jimmy. You're going to be okay. Let's get into the show. So the case four against DeAndre Hopkins, there's a lot of different elements to this, right? Now, we're going to look at this from the standpoint of the money being equal. We don't know that the money is going to be equal. We know, and I can tell you uh, by, by way of confirmation, that DeAndre Hopkins did not get a contract offer here in Tennessee after his visit. I don't know that he's gotten a contract offer yet in New England, but that visit is still ongoing. So right now, DeAndre Hopkins is without a contract offer. He has uh, been pitched a structure by the Chiefs. I haven't seen or heard anything about the Bills. I know he wasn't offered a contract after his visit here in Tennessee, and his visit in New England is still ongoing. So let's assume... That until we see reported details on money or even a contract offer to begin with, so we can talk about money, we can uh, we can get into uh, we can get into a situation where we look at these things on a level playing field and we go piece by piece with it. Right? I think that uh, this was an exercise that we tried a little bit on the radio show today, but I think prime time is a great place to flesh it out. I think that when you uh, I think that when you look at all the different elements for DeAndre Hopkins to sign with the Titans, there are far more for than against. But four is where we will start on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Kedrick says, why wouldn't they offer? Well, I can't answer that question for them. Um I There's not a good reason that jumps into my mind unless they were not sold on the idea of DeAndre Hopkins after the visit. Ryan Tannehill was asked about visiting with DeAndre Hopkins and his girlfriend today. He said he had a very pleasant exchange. In fact, this was Ryan Tannehill speaking on the uh, visit with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to let you hear that in just a second. First, I'm going to ask you to make the best case for DeAndre Hopkins to sign with the Titans On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, it's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it is presented by the wonderful people at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. 40 years in business, operating with honesty and integrity. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So uh, here was Ryan Tannehill when asked about DeAndre Hopkins uh, and the visit that he some of his teammates and DeAndre Hopkins had.
2: Yeah, we were able to, uh, to connect, spend a little time together, um, you know, had some great conversations, and we'll see, we'll see what happens here.
1: Did you have much of a relationship with him
2: before Ryan, uh, or you know was that kind of one of the first times you got to talk to him on an extended basis? Yeah, I hadn't uh, hadn't been able to meet him before, so I really enjoyed meeting him and his girlfriend, and, and spent a little time together. And like I said, it was nice meeting him, and uh, you know, I think he'd be,
1: uh, be a good fit here, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, very, you know, very surface level, Ryan Tannehill, not giving up any of the details at this point. And I think that the, uh, I think that when you look at the Deandre Hopkins situation, you know, there's a lot of good reasons for him to be in Tennessee. Now I'm going to pull out my handy dandy notebook here and go through this exercise with you because we did this on the radio show today. We selected six categories. All right. Six categories for the Titans and the Patriots. Uh, to go through and to select which benefits Tennessee, which benefits New England. And almost every category benefits the Titans at this point. The six categories were quarterback, wide receiver, head coach, offensive coordinator, division, and city, right? So all of the important things for DeAndre Hopkins, if the money is equal. We don't know that the money will be equal This is just the way that we're going to have to do the exercise until we have reported contract details or reported offer details on DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, quarterback, Titans or Patriots? I would say indisputably, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans are the better quarterback situation. Wide receiver. I think this is a toss-up. I've spent as much time, uh, I've spent as much time talking about how little I know about this wide receiver group because they haven't played a bunch, right? It's not that I, I think that they do have the potential to be better than what new England's got. I think that there are some interesting pieces in new England, but the offense is very much a question given the shit show that the offensive coordinator situation was last year. They hope that they have rectified that with bill O'Brien this year. We'll get to bill O'Brien here in just a second. Um, But I think that I would just based off known commodities right now, without us, without, you know, truly seeing what they'll look like this season, I would give that edge slightly to New England. I would say the head coach at this stage, I, it may sound like Homerism, but I'm inclined to favor Vrabel. And I think players are too. It is. I have never heard any player who has been in New England talk about enjoying the experience other than the winning. They haven't done nearly as much winning as they're accustomed to in the last three years. The head coach, Bill Belichick, is the greatest NFL head coach in the history of the game. Bill Belichick has also looked a little more mortal without the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that then you look at the situation for Mike Vrabel and for Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach in the history of professional football. I don't think he's the best coach in the NFL anymore. I think that belongs to Andy Reid. I don't know where I, you know, if you ask me to rank them necessarily, I don't know that I would have Mike Vrabel in the top 10, but I know that I would look at Mike Vrabel, look at Bill Belichick, if I was a player at this stage and say, well, if inherently the head coach isn't going to help me win that many more games because the sales pitch for New England used to be indisputably Super Bowls. We will get you to the Super Bowl. We will offer you the best chance to compete for a Super Bowl. That's not the case anymore. So I would, it seems almost blasphemous to say, but I w- if I was a player, I would probably favor Rabel at this point. That doesn't mean that I think Bill Belichick's a bad coach at this stage of his career, even though I think he's coming off the worst one of the worst coaching decisions that he's ever made with the offensive coordinator debacle last year. But I think that, uh, I think that when you look at the at this in modern day, I think that Mike Vrabel might get the edge with a lot of different players who are looking around and trying to decide where they might want to play uh, in the coming seasons. So let's uh, uh, Jay Street says, just like Bill had Brady and now look pedestrian. The same can be said about Andy Reid. He has Mahomes. And I do understand, do completely understand, Mahomes is the most important variable in that equation. Brady was the most important variable in the recipe for the Patriots' success. I'm not disputing that. Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes is currently the best head coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick, when he had Tom Brady, was the best head coach in the NFL. I do think that I would give the advantage to Mahomes and Reed right now, because what I have seen, for for example, let's let's do it this way. And it's it's just a hypothetical. So there's no way, you know, I'm just I'm just posing you the idea. If you'll remember, Texas Tech, Patrick Mahomes in college. Patrick Mahomes was still regarded as a first round talent, but he was far from viewed as what he is today, which is arguably the best player at the position that we've ever seen not the not the most winning player at the position that's Brady but the best physically athletically all around Brett uh Brett Favre is the closest comparison Aaron Rodgers is the closest comparison and Mahomes seems like the next evolution of that right so i think that when you look at Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes say for example The circumstance had allowed Cliff Kingsbury as head coach of the Cardinals instead of taking, well, I guess he wasn't the head coach of the Cardinals when they took Josh Rosen, but imagine that Cliff Kingsbury had ended up with Patrick Mahomes after having him in college. Now, they were not a winning football team at Texas Tech, despite having Mahomes, despite putting up points all over the place. Cliff Kingsbury was not regarded as the best head coach at Texas Tech or in the pros. I don't know how much different Mahomes development trajectory would have liked had he landed with Cliff Kingsbury in the pros the same way that he did in college. But I know that Andy Reid is regarded as one of the brightest minds in professional football. Having the best quarterback does help. But when you see the amount of times when Mahomes might hit a speed bump, that their scheme allows them to problem solve in real time, I think that Zach Taylor deserves a lot of credit for this in the past year. I thought the Bengals did that spectacularly without Jamar Chase. I think Andy Reid and that offensive coaching staff in Kansas City deserves a ton of credit for the ability to problem solve. I am fascinated to see who Sean McVay is somebody who is regarded in this same way. So I would say that Andy Reid right now this year is the best coach in football because not only does he have the best quarterback, but he also makes that quarterback even more um, unstoppable by his ability to problem solve, I think, in real time. Um, for example, Alex Smith making the playoffs regularly with the chiefs under Andy reid they weren't winning championships. This much is true. Absolutely. Indisputably. But I do think that there is an advantage there to Andy Reid that I wouldn't quite discount him the way that it seems like that comment wants to do. But I understand what you're saying. The talent matters infinitely more, um, especially the talent at the quarterback position. So the argument for is simple. Better quarterback. Well, let's let's go through this list again right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to garyashton.com for your dream address without the stress. So uh, looking at this list again, quarterback, Titans, skill position players, like I said, the Titans may end up having the better group by the end of the season. Right now, they're too big of an unknown. I'm going to favor the Patriots on that one. So we've got one-to-one Titans and Patriots. Head coach, I'm going to give it to the Titans. Offensive coordinator, okay? So Bill O'Brien in New England, Tim Kelly in Tennessee, both coaches have had success with DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien has had infinitely more success with DeAndre Hopkins as his play caller. Uh, According to Diana Rustini of ESPN, who will be on the radio show next week, I think Tuesday is is when we're scheduled to have Diana, So we'll talk to her more about that. But Diana is reporting that there is no animosity whatsoever between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins because, of course, that situation didn't end very pleasantly when they were together in Houston. I'm going to favor Bill O'Brien in this situation. Tim Kelly may have the better offense in 2023. Bill O'Brien has had more success with DeAndre Hopkins and more success in the league as a play caller. Than Tim Kelly has, like I said, doesn't mean that Tim Kelly can't get the better of him this year. doesn't mean that Tim Kelly can't have the more successful offense in 2023, but right now, body of work, I'm going to favor the Patriots with Bill O'Brien. So now we're at two a piece, right? Division. No question. The AFC South is the easier division. That's three points in favor of the Titans. If we're doing this by a point system based on a structure of six categories. So that's three in favor of the Titans and two for the Patriots, the city. I love Boston. I think Boston is an incredible place. I love when the Titans play at the Patriots because I always stay in Boston, stay in the business district. I love the history. I love walking around um, Boston. I love taking the walking tours. I love going to the museums. I love seeing all the historical uh, historical buildings and sites um, for all these different things that have happened throughout the course of American history. Boston is an incredible place. I also like that I don't have to live there year round. I personally would favor Nashville as a city to live in. Um, I'm sure many people would pick Boston uh, if, you know, I'm sure. I don't know that the majority would pick Boston. I do think Nashville is largely regarded as a better place to live. How much that matters to Hopkins. I think, again, all of this is largely irrelevant. It's more mostly, it's, it's almost exclusively about who pays him the most money. Um, Major Key says, Boston is very racist. Uh, I would say that Boston has a very, very, very racially charged uh, history, certainly with their sports figures. Bill Russell, regarded as the greatest champion, uh, the greatest winner in basketball history. The horrors, the racial abuse that Bill Russell in Boston suffered from the people alleging to be his fans uh, really... I mean, and it's that's Bill Russell is just one of the more famous examples. Like you've heard Jalen Brown, for example, talk about not necessarily being sure about Boston. But I would also say that if we're going off racially charged history, um, you know, to cite Boston having a more racially charged history than Tennessee, I don't know that you could I, I think you would struggle to make that argument I think there are problematic um there are problematic circumstances if you want to go based off history with both of course uh but I would say that uh Boston is much louder Boston is still very very uh abrasive with it and I think that there is you know while there is I don't want to discount racism anywhere um. But I do think that Boston, relating to their sports teams and particularly how they treat their athletes, has been more racially charged than most. Uh, B. French says that's it. I'm a Boston fan from here out. Oh, That's not ideal. Uh, I don't think that's the why you would want to be a uh, a Boston sports fan. But either way, I uh, you know whatever makes you happy, I guess. Uh, so let's make the case. Let's we've done we've done the case for DeAndre Hopkins to sign with the Titans, right? Quarterback, yes. Head coach, yes. Division, yes, city, yes. Four out of the six categories. I would favor the Titans in this circumstance. Is there a good argument against uh against DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Titans? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, we will go through those things together. Uh Kedrick Bill says, welcome to 2023, where we would debate racism. No, I don't think anybody's debating racism. I think that we can all, uh, I certainly agree that racism is a deeply problematic situation and that that it should be discouraged at every turn. Um, <laughs> that we might be debating a team's racist tendencies around their sports, is a different subject but like i said boston's history is longer boston's history is uh very much out there not like tennessee's aren't but there are very very publicly uncomfortable examples of boston treating their athletes particularly the black athletes in ways that are horrifying i think we can leave leave it at that. Um, Kendrick says, I can't agree with that. A Southern state, not as racist as a Northern state. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's, it's hard for me to make the argument for one place having a more, uh, having a more racially charged history than another, certainly where all of this stuff is concerned. It's a, uh, it's a conversation that unfortunately, um, we continue to still have to have, but you know, if if we're not talking about it, then it can't continue to be a part of the discussion. Um <laughs> racism in sports now that's just silly says J-N-Y-D-S-T. I uh, I would say you know just take a, if you want to look if you want to look for a blatant example of racism in sports turn on Formula 1. My god some of the stuff that's even the commentary around uh Formula 1 in other countries is kind of crazy. Either way, let's move on. All right. The best case against signing DeAndre Hopkins Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Twitch Give me your examples. While you do that, I'll remind you that Primetime is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, that's A-2-Z, and they'll match your first bet up to $250. Superbook Sports always has great odds boosts, and promo bets. Baseball season is in, no pun intended, full swing, and Superbook.com is your place to wager. Go to Superbook.com for those terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, uh, the best case against signing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the Titans' AFO says, uh, Titans have a terrible history with older wide receivers. That is indisputable. Uh, the Titans have not done well with the 30-plus-year-old wide receiver signings. You can cite at least four that people continue to come back to. Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones. Well, three that people continue to come back to, uh, DeAndre Hopkins would make a potential fourth. Um, I think that, uh, you know, beyond the possible Julio Jones situation, you know, there's really not a good argument against. I do agree that the drop-off for a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver, they happen pretty quickly, right? And there's a well-documented, not just with the Titans, but there's a well-documented history of wide receivers once they get into their 30s, seeing a substantial decline. That is the best argument for not paying him. One, because you have the contracts, all the contracts off the books next year. You have $140 million. You can sign a better free agent wide receiver than DeAndre Hopkins if you are not in the uh, in the market of paying somebody who's 31 years old multi uh, on a multi-million dollar multi-year deal the way that it sounds like he is probably going to get and i think that when uh you know the julio jones experience comes down it's hard for that not to color your opinion but i do think that that's not a good enough argument to not sign him even as i understand where that logic is coming from
0: he is there today he is there tomorrow it is similar to the tennessee titans arrived today and then do the bulk of the visit at the facility tomorrow it did sound like the Titans visit was really positive for DeAndre Hopkins. I did not expect the deal to get done around the time of his visit. I would even be a little surprised if a deal gets done with the Patriots, whose visit is today and tomorrow, because if you're DeAndre Hopkins, similar to what we've talked about with Dalvin Cook, waiting makes sense. You have no idea what is going to happen over the next month. Or maybe even early into training camp, there are always, unfortunately, injuries. There are needs created. There are teams who take a look at the rookies and go, okay, this guy thought he was going to contribute. Maybe he's not ready to contribute just yet. Maybe a need arises. It makes sense if you're a veteran player. Maybe doesn't necessarily need to go to training camp like the rest of us do. Uh, Waiting makes sense. So I think for DeAndre Hopkins, get all the information you possibly can today and tomorrow and maybe sit back a little bit and consider your options.
1: So that is Ian Rappaport detailing the visit of Hopkins to New England. Again, very, very positive Uh, you know, feelings coming out of the Titans visit with Hopkins, but at this point, it's a wait and see type of situation. So I don't think there's a good argument for not signing DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans. I understand why the 30 plus year old wide receiver, um, would, you know, would kind of scare a lot of you off. He's not in the same health situation as Julio is. He's not, you know, at the peak of his powers, but he's also far from washed based on last year's, uh, sample size. Of nine games. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins would immediately make this the best wide receiving group in the division, which does count for something. If you win the division, if you make the postseason, you are automatically considered a contender. Whether you think you're a contender or not, the way that coaches look at this, and I think I explained this on the radio show the other day for those of you who listen to it. Here's how NFL coaches look at things. Okay. They're trying to put together and coach the best roster to win the division. Once they get into the postseason, they're going to prepare as much as they can. They're going to make sure they're in the best possible position to succeed. Beyond that, it's kind of a let go and let God situation. Once you make the playoffs, you pray to the football gods that you get lucky and you make a run. But beyond that, football teams are constructed to try and win their division first and foremost. That makes them a contender because it secures a postseason spot. So I think that when you look at all the issues for the Titans while I understand why everybody's downplaying it, if you make the playoffs, you are considered a contender. If you have the best wide receiving core in the division, it's going to give you a really good advantage to help you try and win that division. It does not guarantee that the Titans will win the AFC South, does not guarantee that the Tennessee Titans will make the postseason. But if you get in, you have a chance. And at this point, that's all you should that's all you could hope for. Uh, and you know, anything's gravy, I think at this stage. So let's move on to a gone viral video. Let's wrap up tonight's program on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, fair or foul the baby Gronk situation. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss at length together right after I remind you about the place that I will be at 8am tomorrow morning. And you should be too for your first workout free. It's true map fitness in the gulch. The best way to work out a new way to work out, no workout ever recycled or repeated. True Math Fitness is always going to push you without overexerting you, put you in a position to succeed with the best coaching staff out there. It's an incredible facility. If you want to sign up for one of their memberships, work out as you please, sign up for personal training, take any of their great group classes. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go. So fair or foul, the Baby Gronk situation. If you don't know what Baby Gronk is, Baby Gronk is uh, being pushed by his father. He's a 10-year-old named uh, Madden. Madden San Miguel is the kid's name, all right? And he's being pushed by his father as a football influencer. He's traveling around to college programs. He's taking pictures like he's going on recruiting visits. He's, you know, interacting with Libby Dunn, uh, the LSU gymnast on social media to get his following up. His dad is reaching out to places like busing with the boys, right, to try and get interviews, For baby Gronk and to continue to try and raise this kid's profile, put him on a regiment, put him on a food regiment, a workout regiment, baby Hercules, this thing, basically, for those of you who are old enough to remember that phenomenon. So the baby Gronk thing, fair or foul, there's an interview, there's interview clips going around of baby Gronk. Tell me if this is not terribly foul.
2: Are you him is the real question. Yes.
3: See, I'm going to punch him in. Ask that again, bro. Say Man, what kind of question is that? You see my Instagram. Say that. Ready? All right, hey, ahead. baby, Gronk.
2: Are you him? What kind of question is that? Look at my Instagram. Would you take her to prom someday? <laughs>
3: hey, no, say it again, bro. You gotta say, uh, say man. Uh, I already d, I already DM'd her and asked her, and she said yes. <laughs> Alright, come on, man. Sit on the mic.
2: Hey, baby, Gronk. Would you take Livi Dunn to prom? You think? I already DM'd her, and she said yes. Damn. Damn. What kind of tuxedo are you getting? OG James Bond style or what? Yeah. Nah, hey, say it again, bro. Hey, what kind hey, of tuxedo you say getting?
3: A, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a Gucci one, ready?
2: <laughs> and what kind of tuxedo are you getting? I'm gonna get a Gucci one. What are you going to do, you know, to to stay sharp and keep your skills up if you're actually not going to go through with middle school and high school?
3: Just work out. No. I'm going to get massages. By, I'm going to get uh, body, full body massages by some baddies. All right, ready? Go. I'm right. Get- you want to ask it again, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go.
2: I saw that you're foregoing middle school and high school football. How are you going to keep preparing yourself to play college football in this whole process?
3: I'm going to get body massages by baddies.
2: Anything you want to say before we dip out, Baby Gronk?
3: I'm the number one fourth grade football player in the world. And, and, and that's it. Ready? Stand right there. Yeah. See it one more time.
2: yeah. Hey, baby, go on. Before I wrap up, bring the juice. Anything you want to say to Bring the Juice Nation today?
3: I'm the number one fourth grader in the world.
2: There you are. Yeah. It, it,
1: it. It's just weird. It's just so weird, right? And like I don't know what Bring the Juice Nation is and whatever. Like, let me not be dismissive of the podcasters, but I mean, there's just so many problematic signs there, right? Um, you know, if they were doing it to try and for him to actually be successful at football and for him not to be propped up as the social media thing, maybe, you know, I would tolerate it more, but even playing that clip and platforming that kind of makes me feel gross. So, uh, let, like I said, let that be the last time we talk about baby Gronk. Um, hopefully, Baby Gronk, as a person, the the child ends up being successful at whatever he wants to be successful at. Hopefully the father's impact and influence on him um, is not traumatizing in some form or fashion. All right, it's going to do it for us tonight. Bert's got his head in his hands, which means it's time for me to end the show. We will wrap things up on this Wednesday night. Radio show tomorrow, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Come hang out with us. We will, uh, we'll be at Hattie Bee's. As a matter of fact, which Hattie Bee's will we be at? I can tell you, uh, exactly here in just a second. So, you, if you want to hang out on your lunch hour, you are more than welcome to do so. Let's see, the Hattie Bee's in Melrose. The Hattie Bee's in Melrose. So that will be a lot of fun tomorrow, from ten to one on one o four five. The zone. It's six one five day, June the sixteenth or June the fifteenth. 615 day here in Nashville. So Hattie B's will be donating 10% of sales to four local nonprofits. Come by and support a great cause at Hattie B's tomorrow in Melrose. Have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you either tomorrow on radio or tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime.
0: Well, are you surprised to hear that?
3: <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit.